time for another episode of Making a Martini, yeah. It's a potential new theme song. We hope you like it. Been working on it for years. Okay, so, episode five. All right, we are bringing back a series favorite, and uh, I guess now a series regular, Miss Adele Stewart. Uh, this podcast theme was actually entirely her idea, so I said, well, that means that you have to be on it. So, uh, But in this episode, we will be discussing millennials, which we both are. But to make matters more interesting, we are going to be talking about all of the things that millennials have killed, or supposedly killed. So this episode is entitled Millennials in Memoriam. With, with everything that's happening in the world right now and people pointing fingers at everybody for everything that's ever happened in the world ever, we thought it would be a good idea to dispel some rumors about millennials and maybe also just flat out prove some people's points to be correct. So let us know if you agree or not in comments and stuff. Not like it's going to change the already recorded podcast, but you know, you do you, boo-boo. Uh, and I figured the best kind of martini to support a, me- a millennial-themed podcast would have to have a White Claw included in some way, shape, or form. So for this week's cocktail, we have a Grapefruit Clawtini. <laughs> okay. And this is made up of two parts Kettle One Botanical Grapefruit Rosé Vodka. That is all one thing. It is super specific, but it is fucking worth it. Uh, A splash of elderflower liqueur and uh, ruby grapefruit, a ruby grapefruit seltzer topper. So mix the vodka and elderflower liqueur together, pour it into your cup, top it off with your ruby grapefruit white claw. Okay. Well, let's uh, get this show on the road and uh, see you guys on the other side. Welcome back, Adele. Thank you, Caleb. Of course. So, Adele, we have... Adele. Adele Marie Stewart. Today, we have something um, pretty sad to talk about. It's very serious. Rip. Rip. Um, <laughs> it is Millennials in Memoriam. And we're going to be talking about all the things that Millennials have killed. Oh, this is this is exciting, but it, also triggering. It is. Or the things that people say, Millennials. Or we. We. We fall in the age group. Things that they say we've killed. Yeah. Okay. You and me, personally. Yeah. Well, Just us. I know. I've, I've killed a lot. Killed, killed many a good party. Um... <laughs> So what we're, I'm going to start off with a definition, because I think it's important. People need to know what a millennial is, because I do think there's some confusion. So millennial, Generation Y, the group of people born between 1981 and 1996, the children of baby boomers, generally marked by the elevated usage of and familiarity with internet, mobile devices, and social media. Would you agree? That sounds about right. Yeah, we do like our technology. Yeah, we did come up with the internet we did we did because if i can recall a time that i didn't have internet my parents were in charge, <laughs> my parents were in charge. i spent a lot of time outdoors did you 
Yeah. I played in dirt once. I was a dirt kid. Oh. Yeah. I like ate dirt. Oh. I ate Play-Doh. Well, that's just kind the of, same. That's just kind of like like almond flavored dirt. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. So the term originally came around and what it was meant to be was the it was marked by the age of kids that would be graduating high school in the millennium. So in the year 2000 the group of kids that would be or something I, I that was like how like when I found looked to, to see like how the term came about that was the definition. I was like, well that doesn't really make sense. You weren't graduating high school if you were born in 1981, but I guess maybe you were. What year is it? It's so 2000, 20. Oh, maybe, maybe yeah. It, like 1981 to yeah. 2000, it would have been close. Yeah, because I was born in 89. And I graduated 2008. Yeah, because I graduated 2009. Yeah, but this from 1981, the graduates would have been around the. 2000 2000 all right yeah, so yeah that does make sense i'm glad we figured that out we're so smart <laughs> <laughs> i'm really good at math uh and it was coined by william strauss and neil howe <laughs> nerds <laughs> freaks <laughs> um and we have a couple different names that we go by too um gen y which i already referred to it as and I don't know which how which way to say this. It's eco boomers. Echo, echo boomers. boomers. We're just like repeat boomers. I don't know. We're boomers, but faint. <laughs> We're little boomers. <laughs> the boomerang generation, Peter Pan generation, generation me, the me 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 generation, next gen, generation nine eleven, generation next. The burnout generation. Wow. I don't know. Some of those are offensive. Yeah, it's like, wow. Me, me, me. Well, that's what it is. They think that this the millennial generation, are all they only care about themselves. Everything's about them. You know what, though? I just have to, not to distract us from this part of the conversation, but ever since this whole election thing came to be, I would say that there are a lot of other me, generations. Me, me that generation. Are me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It is not just us. Yeah. Uh, the one, so when I was looking those up, Generation 9-11, I thought that was, that's a little rough. Sad. Yeah. But um, that's because that was like the significant national thing that happened during our like, coming of age that's so true like like really marked our youth quote unquote that's so sad but you think about like there's like kids now that have no idea Mm -mm. what that is or what happened or like how it impacted everything well there's people now that well obviously there's people that were born after it didn't after it happened (laughs) that's stupid (laughs) um but uh yeah i mean people that it doesn't really even like, I don't know. I remember in school every year we had like a whole, is your, is it, is your martini good? This is a good martini. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad. Taste tested on air. <laughs> um, I forget what I was saying. You had like a whole thing in school. Oh, like, yeah. Like in high school, you know, they, it was a whole, like we had an assembly every year up until when I graduated, we had one the year I graduated. So I don't know if they still do things like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, the other one I didn't care for was the Peter Pan generation. And it's like, you know, the never grow up denying rites of passage. And it's essentially saying that we're pushing off all of the major growing up milestones, Mm -hmm. like buying a house, going to college, moving out, buying a car. Like, I mean, everything like that. And I don't agree with that one for two reasons. One of which is that obviously things are different than when the boomers went to college. Like things were so much less expensive. Like a lot of millennials don't want to start off their life with $40,000 worth of debt. So I get that. And the other thing that I don't particularly care for um, about the like Peter Pan generation. Well, I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I was going to say the same thing, like buying a house, going to call like that whole idea of like, we're not doing these things because it's, we're kind of set up to not be able to do them. Yeah. Like unless, you know, we have money to start off with or, you know, things are so much more expensive. The economy wasn't set up to help us. Yeah. Achieve these things. Yeah, I agree. I was just thinking when you were talking about all this, though, about the... Uh, I had to look it up while you were talking about the um, Gen X. Mm-hmm. They're what's called the forgotten generation mm-hmm. because they're, like, supposed to be the ones that are, like, the bigger slackers. They're the ones... I know people in that generation that are still, like, renting mm-hmm. that are, like... Or, like, don't have families or things like that. And I'm like you're really going to come at us? Like, we're still young. Just because we didn't get married at 18 years old, yeah. like our grandparents did, doesn't mean that we are That lazy. we did something wrong. Yeah. yeah. When these when these 40-some-year-olds are out here doing God knows what. Popping out babies left and right. <laughs> stealing jobs, you know. Yeah. You know? But, Fucking boomer. <laughs> no, those are Gen Xers. Oh, Gen Xers. Whatever. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Wait, when is when is, when are the Gen Xers? What year do they? Are they part of the millennial generation, or is it? They after? like just missed it. So generation By being older X, older or younger? They are. They're older than us. They're older than us. Okay. They are people. It says I don't know when this article was written, but they're people that are from thirty-eight to fifty-three. Mm. Um, but they've they're like the forgotten middle child, is what people call them. Mm-hmm. Um. They um, said that the baby boomers sucked up all the oxygen in the room, dominating our political, educational, business, and social arenas, and then Gen Xers are always just under the shadow of boomers. But I know a lot of, like, Gen Xers that I would consider semi-boomers. Sem- I mean, baby they, boomers. They, yeah. like, fit right... Oh, they fit perfectly in between. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they fit perfectly between baby boomers and millennials. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the worst qualities of both. Yeah. Oh, that must suck. I know. So people that are fifty three right now. Yeah. Oh, that's my mom. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> she's not fifty three, but she falls into that generation. In case she listens to this, I don't know if she will. Yeah, and mm. anyone who's thirty eight and above. You're great. You're great. We love you. There's nothing wrong with you. Where would we be without you? Dead. But also stop calling us the lazy ones. Yeah. Don't don't be a 
double-edged sword. Yeah. That's the wrong use of that, but it sounded good. I liked it. Thank you. Yeah. I worked on it all day. <laughs> uh, so now, now that you all have a just perfect understanding of what a millennial is, thanks to our hard detective work, <laughs> um, let's start talking about the things that we have supposedly killed. I, I was trying to think of what the song, the music is that they play at funerals. But all I could come up with was dun 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 dun. dun oh, that's Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the funeral march? Yeah, what's the funeral march? The dun 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 dun. <laughs> that's what. Either that's way, what it's not good. You know, you hear either of those songs, something bad's happening. You know, something bad's happening. Um, so I'm gonna start with vacations. Supposedly, we have killed vacations. So, sorry to everyone else in the world that vacations are ruined. Um, And I think in the sense of what they're saying, millennials, how they've killed them, it's not that we've ruined vacations as far as, like, going places. It's that we don't vacation. So it's not that we're ruining everyone's trip to Disney World. We didn't ruin Disney. Yeah. Yeah. We just didn't go. We might have. I'm sure that's on the list somewhere. Um, but we have not ruined like destinations. We have ruined the act of going on vacation. And the reason being, and I do have to agree as a millennial by saying that our generation is less likely to take time off from work to actually go and take a vacation. Um, and I would say I fall under that. It's very rare when I take a vacation. And even then I'm like super nervous about taking that time off. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, what if I need it somewhere else? Uh, and you know, then it's gone and you don't have it and then you have to take unpaid time off and it's not, it, it makes me nervous to take a vacation. It's so interesting that you say this. I mean, I haven't taken a single day off this year, mostly because of coronavirus and like, there was no reason for me to go anywhere because for a while we couldn't. But when we were younger when I was younger and I was in the workforce, my first mm-hmm. couple jobs, all I did was take days off and like mm-hmm. go on vacation and like things like that. And like, I was like, I'm just throwing this sick day out in the air. Cause I'm going to play hooky. Cause why not? Yeah. And now I don't know what changed, like for being so entitled and being so me, 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 like I'm like, I can't, I can't take time I off can't of work. Take time off. It's I'm also super hypocritical now because when I, had my job previous to this because I don't know if I can say the name of when I, where I worked, but that one <laughs> technological company that I used to work at, I called off all the time, all the time, <laughs> all the time like multiple days in a row, and I didn't care. But that could have, it didn't start off that way. But now that you're in a role that you like enjoy at a great company, like you're, it it means more to me. Like I I just took my first vacation days in a year. Because if I didn't take them, I would lose them. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, I have to take. And I only took the minimum that I would lose. Yeah. And I could have easily taken more, but I didn't. And they do say that uh, the reason, the mental mindset behind that is because we feel that we have more to prove in the workplace, um, especially because we're now at a time in our lives where we're entering jobs like I have where they're a little bit more serious and, you know, you want to look good. You want to do your best. And if there's any like downsizing or things like that, you don't want to be on that, you know, last in first out kind of basis. Yeah. You know, so it's 
making sure that you put in the time to prove yourself and say, hey, I'm an employee. I'm not taking vacation because I'm dedicated to this company. Yeah. And then you burn out. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> so burnout is real. Burnout is real. <clears throat> yeah. I definitely, I get that. I get that. I need to take days off. I don't know what the... Everyone needs to take days off. Yeah, take more days off. Come on, you guys. We can all go on vacation. Do you ever... Disney. (laughs) We can all go to... We're all going to Disney. Everyone take off next week. We're going. It's going to be a big trip. Yeah. Um, We'll take a shuttle. Mm -hmm. Um... What was I gonna say? Something I don't about know, I ruined it. we don't want to take we don't want to take days off because we if we are the ones who look like we're taking too many too much time off and we look like we're not as like dedicated to our work. I think it goes back to millennials having that struggle of like finances yeah. to begin with that like we can't afford to be. We can't afford to take the time off because yeah. we very well might not be getting paid enough to afford to take time like i mean some people don't get paid for vacation time yeah you can take time off of work i mean i guess i'm part of the lucky group that i do get paid for my vacation time so thank you <laughs> to my current company that i also don't know if i can say the name of and thank you to my <laughs> current company as well yes just thank you thank you <clears throat> all right let's move on what else have we killed everything, <laughs> everything. that is an option by the way everything was on one of the lists that i saw that millennials have killed everything We'll get there. Um, so the other thing that, you know, we've supposedly killed are, I love that it starts off with Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> as if that's the one we killed. But it's, I think they're just using it as an example, Buffalo Wild Wings slash chain restaurants. Like, I don't even think of Buffalo Wild Wings when I think of chain restaurants. No, I don't think of Buffalo Wild Wings at all. Ever. <laughs> People are like, let's get wings. I'm never, ever, ever like Buffalo, Buffalo Wild, Wild Wings. Wings. Well, that's because we've killed it, Adele. Oh my god. Oh shit. Just proving their point. Uh but when like when I think of chain restaurants, I think of like TGI Fridays, which you do see less of now. I know. They closed that one that we liked. Yeah. And so like sad. Olive Garden, which I think they're fine. Yeah, maybe. Olive Garden. That's is, real Italian food. Yeah. Authentic. Authentic. When you're there, your family. That's gonna be around <laughs> forever. <laughs> um but the, the reason that we've killed chain restaurants is because we would rather eat at home. We'd rather do takeout or delivery, Grubhub, Chef's Kiss, um, and go to places that are a little bit more unique and hole in the wall. That's a phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and places that are just a little bit different. Like if I had a choice between going to Buffalo Wild Wings and... William Penn Tavern, shout out. I would go to William Penn Tavern. Oh, easily. Well, from a marketing <clears throat> standpoint, <laughs> well, well, actually, actually um, millennials crave experiences mm-hmm. more than they crave, like, like, we don't just go to a restaurant to go to a restaurant. Like, we go to William Penn Tavern because we know the people. We yeah. know the food. We know that there's always going to be someone there that's, like, too messed up to function. Like, and it's going to be a we good time. We know there's Miller Lite pictures. <laughs> we know there's Miller Lite pictures. And we know that there's shots for us with yeah. our names on them. And we crave yeah. that. We crave places that are, like, scratch kitchens where everything mm-hmm. is, like, or, like, the ones where the food is, like, kind of made in front of Prepared you. before the, you. Yeah. So, like... 
we've killed off these chain restaurants because we don't know what's in our food. We we already know what's going to happen yeah. when we're there and it's <clears> like we're just going to sit and eat dinner and then That's true. Out. Like when I go to a chain restaurant, usually there's one thing that I get. Whereas in if I go to somewhere a little different that doesn't have more than one location that is unique, if I go there more than one time, I usually get something different every single time. Yeah, you want to just like test out the yeah the menu. Yeah, and you want to leave too, being like that was a that was a good good meal. meal. Yeah, I mean, and I've definitely left chain restaurants being like, mm, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can't recall one off the top of my head, but I've definitely been there. It's, it's happened. It's happened. Um, <clears throat> so something else that we've killed. And I think this one's interesting because I've I've definitely seen both sides of it. Um, so hotels, we've killed hotels. There aren't any more left. They're all gone. Gone. Forever. Don't know where you guys are gonna stay, but it's my fault. It's true. I haven't seen one in forever. Forever. I've never seen one. That's how <laughs> dead they are. Um, but it's not necessarily the hotels that we've killed. It's the idea of a hotel. And now that I'm thinking about it, what I have written down, it's almost like the millennials crave more of a private hostel, which is, I guess, a hotel. (laughs) (laughs) But what the point of it is, is that millennials don't crave rooms that have all the bells and whistles. Like, we don't care if there's a desk. We don't care if there's a table. We want a bed. We want a shower, maybe a closet. I mean, that's not me. I'm the opposite. I like my hotels to be completely decked out. Same. I want I want all the bells. I want a mini bar. I want a jacuzzi. Yes. I want a jacuzzi on the balcony. Yes. I want a kitchen. Oh, yes. A little dinette That area. I won't use. Oh, yeah. my gosh. One time I stayed at a hotel and I had the front room was a little living room and like hmm. coffee and and fridge station then the next room was like a really big bathroom the next room was my big bed and the balcony i only stayed there for one night but i lived like a queen yeah Uh, careful sorry oh my god but um the the mentality behind it is that we don't want to spend time in the hotel room we want um to go to the hotel lobby (laughs) I don't know why, but there's this idea that we're going to spend time in the lobby socializing and maybe going to the restaurants and the bars and not actually spending time in the hotel room. Now, me personally, I've never hung out in a lobby. I've definitely hung out in a bar. Yeah. More times than I can count. If the bar happens to be in the lobby, then I guess I hung out in the lobby. But um, I also, if I'm at a hotel, I'm not spending time in the hotel at all. Yeah. Like you're there to rest your head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still want it to be everything. Yeah. But um, so this has in turn, because some hotels are actually catering their rooms to millennials and that they are very minimalistic. There's nothing really there. And it's pissing the boomers off because they need a desk. <laughs> and it has become such a big deal that travel forums have started rating hotels and labeling them as deskless hotel rooms. Oh my god! So that boomers can escape them. Shut up. Swear to God. I swear to God on my life. That's I what they want. Swear to God on my life. That's what they want. They want a desk. They want shelving, dresses. Jesus. That's 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. When I went to Chicago, my friend and I stayed in a really, really, really ritzy. I guess you could say, though, that it was, like, made for young people because the lobby was beautiful. There was, like, a bar on the one floor. The top floor, there was a bar that overlooked some of the city. Mm -hmm. And then the room itself was just, like, it was nice. Like, but it was really small. Mm -hmm. But they had speakers behind the mirror and stuff. So, like, when we were getting ready for a big night out, oh we, were to, we were listening to music. So, no big deal. Yeah. But speakers on the mirrors. There was a desk. Oh, there was a desk? Yeah. And you that know what we used it for? <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> no. Oh. Um, we used it so I could lay all of my makeup and hair products on top of, even though I had, like, this beautiful... <laughs> like bathroom vanity great lighting and stuff i was like i'm gonna be a trash person and do my makeup on a desk, on a desk. was there a mirror behind the desk no oh can you use my phone <laughs> <laughs> she's classy she is you could see her now folks <laughs> if only you could if see only her you now could see her. god um, and if you could you know if you could only see i don't know where i was trying to take <laughs> I was trying to move into the next topic, but... I think you did. <laughs> and if you could see the golf industry now. <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like maybe we've killed golf? That's correct. Oh, shit. God, we're on a spree. A killing spree. What they're saying is that millennials are blamed for killing golf, um, mostly because it's now only becoming more popular as you get older mm -hmm. as opposed to it being like a young person sport but i i read this um i i have a friend my boss actually who um has talked to me a lot about the golf industry um because he has a company that's involved in the golf industry that's mm -hmm. made for actually for young people but he said that there's this stigma where um people think that golf is for like old snobby white men trump <laughs> <clears throat> so trump it's McConnell. yeah <clears throat> so they, they uh the turtle so, so um they're saying you know that, <laughs> that uh, young people don't want to do it because of this stigma but I'm saying that I disagree because I see a lot of young people that are out there doing it. I know it's not like a very fun, active, fast-paced yeah. sport. It's definitely not. But I see a lot of people who are like competitive people mm -hmm. who play and they just try to get better every time. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's a, I guess that's the point of a sport. And then, like, Nick's company is to make these golf gloves that have, like, there's one that has, like, a marijuana leaf on it and there's like for pot smokers yeah it's not it's not a maple leaf it's not a maple leaf it's cannabis um so, so they're just trying to make golf like cool yeah and says you know it, it doesn't have to be like stuffy old men no. in the golf lounge well, we have friends that play golf that are our age yeah right yeah yeah close to oh yeah we have we've even got girlfriends who do yeah yeah Shout I, uh, out to Diner. Diner. Oh. Um, <laughs> it, I don't know. I'm real. I love mini golf. We haven't killed that, have we? No, because I, I still think that people are going on dates to like mini golf. Yeah, that's why I like courses. it. 
I like it because it's quicker. I like it because I like <laughs> getting all sorts of fucked up and playing mini golf. Mm, it's true. my favorite. It's mini my favorite. Go- mini golf. Mini golf. So the next thing, speaking of sports, that we have killed off, and I found this one to be very interesting. And oh it, I, when I first read it, I was like, "No way!" But after a while, I was like, "Yeah, yes way." <laughs> <laughs> Yahweh. <laughs> um, but it's the NFL. Um, I I was reading the article a little bit. Like like I'm saying, like when I first saw it, I was literally like, no, like millennials are watching football. We have people who are playing football. But mm-hmm. it's the millennial parents who have seen the injuries that have come from concussions and from playing sports. Yeah. Like, like football and they don't want their kids to grow up to play it so we're finding there's less kids that are getting involved in like contact sports at an Mm. early age they're sticking more to like hockey or like baseball and things that are a little less like yeah i i understand that to a certain point um mainly because and i'm gonna forget his name wish i had been proactive um, there was just a, a Netflix documentary about the guy who wound up killing someone. It was a huge Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Yep. Um, his and it was the blunt force head trauma. There's like a, a, a medical term for it, and I forget what it is. CT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it, and they were able to prove that that started in high school. Oh. That the the trauma originally came like from there, I think, and that it just grew and grew and grew the more he played, yeah. which makes sense. Um, so I do get that. I do. And then we... <laughs> no one wants their child to be a murderer. No. And we've seen so many great athletes of our generation just kind of like deteriorate because of this. Like yeah. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Oh my God. Like I look at that guy and I'm like, that kid's a fool. Like I, I don't think I could ever... I used to think he was such a piece of shit. And yeah. then I watched that Aaron Hernandez thing and I was like, oh my God, that's that's I mean, what's happening. He's took so many blows to the head that it's just kind of like, there's no possible way. Like, I think he was a brat to begin with, but then I don't sure. think that... Well, that I mean, trauma... he was... Before he started going like full crazy, like, I mean, he's the reason I started watching football for one of many reasons, but... He's good looking. He's really good looking. So, if Antonio Brown, if you're listening, I'm available. <laughs> if you've gone so crazy <laughs> that you've switched to men. Yeah. Um, not that you have to be crazy to like men. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Oh. You know, I'll watch I'll watch one of your kids. Um, but uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> you started watching. Oh, yeah, because he was so good. And I could, like, watch him play and be like, damn, like, He's good at what he does. And then, you know, he beats up a UPS guy or FedEx guy. Yeah. A delivery man. Someone yeah. that didn't deserve to get beat up. Mm-hmm. So, oh, God bless. And that makes me question. I've always wanted an athlete as a child, but I'm going to get so much pushback oh, like from people. Oh, you want a child that is as an, an athlete? athlete. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get pushback <laughs> from that because people will be like, you have to let your child choose whatever they want to do. I'm like, I'm going to force my child into basketball. Yeah, I, I will. My dad forced me to play at least one team sport. Yeah. And I played a couple. Like I did, I was really good at t-ball. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I was like the best t-ball player. And then they took the tee away and I was, <laughs> I made, I played one year and got one hit. 
<laughs> and then they were like, okay, we well, should play like maybe like a group team sport. And I was like, okay, I'll play basketball. And I made one basket, my very last game, and it was a foul shot <laughs> in the that's, last five minutes. That's great. Yeah. I mean, we won that game. I don't want to say it was because of me, but... Yeah, it was not for not. You that point, it. That point did put us over, so... I played... It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter at all. The point is, um... <laughs> you should play. you should play sports. You, you should play sports. You should, and everyone should play a team if sport. If your little kid says, I want to play football. Let him play let football. Let football. God. Don't be an asshole. I mean, you could walk, like, you could walk outside tomorrow and get hit by a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you get injured playing football. Like, if it's something that's that they the, like doing, then I mean. Yeah, it's just, like, the risk not, that you take. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying that I want them to get hurt doing right. it. But. You know, if it's something that they want to do, like, I mean, don't deprive them of it because you're scared. If they're not scared, you shouldn't be scared. All right, you little bitch. So back the fuck up. Yeah, back the fuck up. God, Get them out I on hate the field. Millennials. Just say some, just say, <laughs> millennials are, are shit. God. Just say some Hail Marys. <laughs> and then the other thing that I put down was that millennials are uh, killing big gyms. Not big, like Not guys in gym. gyms or yeah. slim gyms. Or slim gyms. But G-Y-M-S like gyms. big, large gyms. Like your YMCAs, your Planet Fitnesses, your LA Fitnesses. Mm-hmm. And that was another one, too, that I was like, nah. No. And then I was like, I've gotten rid of every gym membership that I've ever had. Mostly because I'm, like, focusing on, like, I'll take a yoga class somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or I will take, like... <laughs> A rowing class or... Yeah, I won't, but... Spin cycle. I'll definitely sign up for a Pilates class and then not take it. Oh, yeah. I love signing up for classes. It's so enjoyable. I have... Someone reached out to me the other day on Instagram and asked if I would take a free class at their bar... um, B-A-R-R-E. At their bar. At their bar bar Pilates class. And I was just like... Oh my god, I'm going through something right now. Just <laughs> <laughs> really but emotional. <laughs> Maybe you like your next one. Yeah, I'm like I don't want to go and be like, <gasps> and show everyone how not flexible I am anymore. But um, I don't want to do yoga because I'm afraid I'm gonna fart. <laughs> very valid. Very valid. What if I like you do should... downward dog and I shit myself? You should try to take an outdoor yoga class. But isn't it, like, really quiet? Like, people are still going to hear it. They play music. Oh, that's... All right. Maybe I'll do an outdoor yoga class. I hate the outdoors. I just really love whenever I would go to yoga and people... You could just hear people be like, huh! <laughs> 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 As they were getting into the... I'm like, was, is that hard for you? We just sat on the ground. What's the problem? <laughs> are you having a tough time? Um, oh. But they're saying that they want to take classes at boutique gyms like Soul Cycle, Barry's Boot Camp. Mm-hmm. We don't have those in Pittsburgh. No, we have Zenergy. <laughs> we have Zenergy and Row House. Yeah, Row House. That's the rowing. Yeah, I don't know what that is. House. It's like, yeah, the House of Rowing. House of Rowing. Um, but I know that when I joined this one health club. In Pittsburgh. She does not like it. I can tell by her face. You guys can't see it, but I did. I walked in and it was like, it was right after work. And so I wasn't expecting there to be a ton of young people. And there weren't. But I was like, it's probably not always like this. No, every time I went, it was elderly. (laughs) Old ass people. And I didn't even want to get in the pool because I was like, 
Y'all are going to think I'm trying to do synchronized swimming with you, and I just, like, don't want to. <laughs> I just want to do handstands. I don't want to do that. So um, they, they were saying in an article that they, millennials want com, com, camaraderie. Camaraderie? Yeah. Um, so they can feel like they're part of a neighborhood. They found that people wanted a little more of a boutique feel, and that would mean more personal attention. At the gym. That makes sense. At the gym. <laughs> At the gym. That makes sense. It do make sense. I mean, sense. you want somebody that's going to be able to help you. Like, I mean, if you go to a, a Planet Fitness or a, a La Fitness, as I like to call it. La Fitness. That's because the first time I ever saw one, I said, what's in La Fitness? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I don't go there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, I mean, you can go and get personal attention, but you've got to pay for it. Yeah. I mean, oh you still gosh. have to pay for these other places, too, but... I mean, if they're smaller, they're, it's it's like the same idea as like being in a classroom. Like you want to go to a, you know, you want your kid to go to a school that has a little bit more or less of a parent or a student teacher ratio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I put on here, I just sprinkled it in <laughs> Sprink, like because a, I saw this and I was like, oh, Caleb. <clears throat> but um, they're saying the millennials are killing the martini. I beg to differ. Well, it was mostly they're killing the three martini this lunch. Is a rough day. <laughs> the Manhattan Bullshit. lunch. I know, I know. I was like, Are you when I take a lunch, I always I drink always a have a martini. Are you kidding? I had a martini. You know what though? So last week, I went to Cappy's, just plugging all these shady side restaurants, um, and uh, hope that's legal. And um, <clears throat> I, I had a Bloody Mary. And then after that, <laughs> I didn't want another one. I was like, that's a little heavy. And I was like, I want a martini. I've never had a martini here. I want to see what it's like. And the amount of people that walked by and looked at me and were kind of like, a martini? I'm like, it's 2, on, 2 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's 9 a.m. Right. Okay. I wanted a martini after my meal, and I fucking got one. And people were, like, turning their head. Like from like even from the other side of the street, I was sitting outside to oh. make <laughs> help it, help this story make a little bit more sense. So when people were walking by, they were seeing it, um, <clears throat> and I'm like, I will I will be damned before any let anyone ever shame me for having a martini. And everyone should have a mar- one martini a day for the rest of their life. Maybe not. That's a lot. <laughs> but but still, well. Why, why are we killing the martini now that I got my rant out? I'm still angry. <laughs> too. Um, it was mostly the three martini lunch. Like, I think that was called, like, the Manhattan lunch break or something. Mm-hmm. So when I watched Mad Men, there was an episode where mm. um, Don and um, his boss went out and got rip-roaring hammered off of martinis at lunchtime. But it's they're saying that we're killing that because we're not taking lunch breaks, period. <clears throat> oh, well... <laughs> I guess I can attest to that. I, I say, did not take one today. Yeah. You don't take lunch. I sit at my desk and eat lunch. Mm-hmm. I sit at my desk and I eat breakfast. I sit mm-hmm. at my desk and I sit at my desk. Right. So that's, that is. It's, I mean, I guess it is um, at the last place that I work, the tech company that I can't say the name of, I don't think. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, we were allowed at, it's, I think actually we were allowed two drinks at lunch. Like it's, it's in like the rules. Alcohol. Yeah. Like alcohol drinks at lunch. I think it was two. If it wasn't, doesn't matter. I don't work there. 
but I'm pretty sure you were allowed to have two drinks. Wow. Um, <clears throat> on your lunch break. We went to a brewery one time for lunch, and all of us were like, we were all like, are we gonna? Is this gonna? Is this happening? Is, is this shit going drink? down? Are we right gonna now? get a drink? And it was like pumpkin season. It was oh, Southern Tier. We shit. went to Southern Tier. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, I have to. I have to, I have to get, get a this. pumpkin. And pumpkin makes me drunk as a skunk. So when I came back to the office, I was useless. So that's usually <laughs> why I don't. Um, Maybe that's why it's frowned upon. I don't drink at lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if we could just do half days. <laughs> if we could just take a freaking vacation. God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so upset I can't have my lunch break, but I won't take a vacation. <laughs> I don't mind getting drunk for the second half of my day, but God forbid I take time off. <laughs> I gotta look like a workhorse. War a workhorse. <laughs> Shit. Um, uh, well fine if they want to say that we're killing it i'm going to bring it back this podcast is going to bring back three martini lunches Remember people are going that. to be puking in the street <laughs> write this down um <clears throat> so i have a sensitive topic to bring up okay so one of the things that we're getting blamed for which i fully disagree with getting blamed for killing okay is brunch okay i'm just, like i'm seething right now um so there were there's a couple things that i'm like this is like bullshit so things that we've killed brunch napkins the american (laughs) dream america democracy in general everything and i went through each of those articles and i was reading them like oh so you're 60 writing this article i get it yeah you're passionately Um, angry yeah so we're, we're getting blamed for killing brunch and the article that i read that said this was from the new york post by Kirsten Fleming. So look her up and decide not to like her because I don't. And her article was called Millennials Have Officially Ruined Brunch. It was written in March 20, was written on March 23rd, 2017. Look up the article, read it, judge for yourself. So that article starts off by saying how we've ruined everything. She makes this really stupid Sex in the City reference, um, which obviously I have with me. Mm-hmm. Um, about how whenever we go to brunch, we're just trying to discuss who is the Carrie, Samantha, or Charlotte. And then she says that Miranda was too lame and only ever got a pity invite, which is fucking bullshit because Miranda was the only one that ever had her shit together and everyone should strive to be a Miranda. Out of all three of those women, you should want to be the Miranda. It's true. She did complain a lot, but she really had her shit she together. She bought her own apartment. She had a kid. She like she. And she didn't even was, need Steve. No, she didn't need anyone. She just wanted him. She became partner. Oh, like, my God, a bad bitch. Oh, God. We like, stand a bad bitch. So, fuck you, Kirsten Fleming. So Yeah, Kirsten Fleming can... Oh, no, Kirsten. Oh, Kirsten Fleming. That's a typo, because autocorrect doesn't computers don't believe that kirsten is a name yeah kirsten and i don't believe that kirsten fleming is a real person yeah it sounds like an alias um she says that brunch used to be simple and that you waited for pancakes hash browns and a bloody mary and left okay (laughs) okay that sounds great that sounds like a terrific brunch yeah i would do that um but lately brunch has morphed into something more horrible a millennial lifestyle. They squat at table for hours to eat, drink, 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 and show their 250 Instagram followers what the hashtag brunch goals look like. Spoiler, they look like drunks tricks dressed for the club they couldn't get into the night before. Oh my gosh. Okay. So naturally, this is like the beginning of the article. 
And so I was like, all right, cunt. <laughs> so I looked her up. She has, for being a writer for the New Yorker, or the, no, what, not the New Yorker, I'm sorry, the New York Post. She has less than 2,000 Instagram followers. Loser. So, I mean, I, like, I mean, like I guess, 900. yeah, technically so do I, but, but I don't write for the New York Post. Yes, I, I don't have a platform. Um, she's not private, by the way, so anyone can follow her, so it's not like she limited herself Drop to that. approve anyone. Drop the at. Um, and all she posts are pictures of books, tickets, and paper tablecloths. Um, also not to be too bitchy, but it looks like she's never seen the inside of a club. So how the fuck would she know what the girls who don't get in look like? I guess I look like her. I guess I look like Kirsty. <laughs> Kirsty. Come on, Kirsty. So then not only does she say how we've ruined everything and that we're pieces of shit. That's what I took from that. Um, <laughs> but then she calls out this thing, which I think sounds phenomenal. And I guess I'm really just proving her point, but it's called brunch con and it takes place in Brooklyn and it is 60 different vendors that like go and you just you pay $60 and you go and you sample all of their brunch food, their drinks. Uh, it sounds amazing. I want to go. I really want $60. That's not that bad. Can we go up Like COVID? you would spend $60 on brunch. <laughs> Period. Yeah, I was like the way I drink. <laughs> <laughs> the way I mean I had a martini after well i mean cappy it was really it was really affordable you should go to cappy's everybody <laughs> but um she says that brunch con is a cultural affront and refers to it as brunch apocalypse so she went to harvard okay kirsten so basically what i'm saying is kirsten fleming can go suck an egg a fat egg a fat egg i hope it's spoiled i just like just the... like you you dumb bitch she says brunch used to be simple you waited for pancakes, hash browns, and a Bloody Mary. I'm like, that's breakfast, boo-boo. That's breakfast. That's just breakfast. Brunch is an offering of breakfast foods and lunch foods. Hence, they put them together. They to marry the words and make brunch. brunch. Stupid bitch. And no one wakes for, or waits for pancakes and hash browns. Even for breakfast, you don't wait for that. And I can make that at home. Yeah. So I'm not going out to restaurants and getting pancakes and hash browns. They don't even go together, Kirsten. I'm, I'm getting something weird, Kirsten. Yeah. And restaurants restaurants want us to come to brunch. They make brunch menus so we can sit there yeah. all day, so we can spend $60 and mm-hmm. pay their servers 20 bucks. Yeah. Because we're too drunk to figure out what a tip is. Yeah. And, and we're millennials, so we're really stupid, so we don't know what 20% of $60 yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. And also, if you want to say that we've killed chain restaurants, even chain restaurants have good brunches. So cut us a fucking break. If you want to go and you want to pay your $10 for pancakes and hash browns and a Bloody Mary, bitch, I bet you don't even leave a tip. Yeah, bitch. Ugh. I bet Kirsten has like approximately two friends. Yeah, her dog and her cat left hand. Oh. oh, I assume she masturbates with her left hand. And I assume she has cats. And that's the difference between you and me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so <laughs> the last thing, and I did mention that I, th- I think I said, oh, how millennials are killing everything. Quite literally, the Everything article, it was actually in favor of millennials. It says millennials are killing everything, and here's why. Like it's a good thing? It's not necessarily a good thing. It's just an explanation, and it's not our fault. It truly is. So people that are 
millennials, let's say the millennials that started in 1981, right? If you were born in 1981, technically you weren't a millennial until 2000, right? But even in 2000 when you're 18. All right, so I didn't turn 18 until 2009. So technically that, that nine years, I did nothing to perpetuate any of the things that we've killed. So if this all started once millennials started becoming millennials, so many of us lived with our parents. So if there's things that we killed, guess whose fucking fault it is? Our parents. And I'm not saying that I'm here to blame our parents, but I do. So mom and dad, it's your fault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, everything that happens before we're 18 that would perpetuate the millennial stereotype, there's not really much we could have done about that, really. Yeah. Well, see, I don't know, because we talk about chain restaurants. And, like, when I was growing up, we went to a lot of chain restaurants. Maybe that's why it's mm. killed, because I'm like... Because I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I got Bob Evans delivered the other day, because I was, like, <laughs> hungover, and I was like, I really want some pancakes. And it was shit food. Yeah. Never again. Um, I... Well, that's how you feel about Bob Evans. I'm so sorry, Bob. I'm sorry, Bob. Um, but, and I, I did bring this up a little bit earlier, how we don't want to go to college right away. Um, I kind of wish I hadn't, to be honest. I wish I would have waited and I probably would have done better <laughs> to be honest. I mean, I, you're at a different point in your life. Yeah. Like I, I definitely went into it coming right out of school, not wanting to open a book. Yeah. I was like, and I went to IUP, so, you know, I usually party and <laughs> I did. I absolutely did. Yeah. And, uh, but then the other thing of it is, is that millennials are now much more aware of, or were aware of going to college and what they were going to look at coming out. Like you're going to have this huge bill that six months after you graduate, they start coming for you for. So you best be ready. And, you know, college tuition. Oh, we actually I wrote it down. The cost of tuition for college now compared to the 80s when baby boomers would go to college has risen by 213%. <laughs> oh, Small time. So if you're a baby boomer listening to this and you think about what you paid for college, raise that by 213% and figure out why the fuck we don't want to go. That's what's so annoying about, like, the the boomers well, and, like, some of these older generations. Is, and a lot of them, too, didn't even go to college. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they started their careers and their family lives or they went to trade school or something like that. Whereas, like... Which is fine. Which is fine, yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But they try to compare it where they're like, I didn't have all these student loans. I didn't have all these student loans. Like, And I, I know that there are a ton of people that who, that went to these expensive colleges that may have taken out higher loans and higher interest rates and things like that and didn't pay mm-hmm. interest as they went. So they're facing like a lot of debt right now. And I know that there's a ton of people who, who would have changed or who now would have traded their education mm-hmm. for a smaller student loan and that's fucked up that's insane like you should be able to go to the school that you want to go you should be able to have a great education and get a great degree and be able to speak on the things that you learned in college without having to be like whenever you think about college being like should i have done that it's so expensive like i'm gonna be paying for it until i'm 70 years old Mm -hmm. It, it and you can apply that to quite a few things like i mean there's a lot of millennials that don't want to purchase property yeah because they probably didn't learn a whole lot about it anyway. And, uh, you know, houses cost, in general, cost more. Yeah. So. 
that brings up a great point about what you're bringing up before about our parents. Mm-hmm. Like my parents didn't really teach me much about taxes. They mm-hmm. didn't teach me much. My mom wasn't a homeowner, mm-hmm. so I didn't know anything about owning a home. Like I, you could ask me like, what's the home buying process like? And I would be like, um, there's like a bunch of numbers and stuff. Like I did it, but I don't, mm-hmm. I can't tell you why numbers look the way they do and what interest is and things like that. But, um, like our our parents had the their parents who were very much like you work for your dollar you work for your house you work for your family and things like that like they had a very different viewpoint yeah and i think our parents resented their parents mm-hmm. for making them work so hard yeah that they didn't instill the we same values. We were a little values. bit more lackadaisical. Yeah. Or they were a little bit more lackadaisical. But th- now they're mad at us. Because, right, right. Like the, the parent generation of the millennials are the ones that are now like, well, what are you doing? And I, my parents bought like the house that I grew up in. It was a four bedroom, two bathroom, four story house. And it was definitely less than $100,000. Granted, it was my grandparents' house. Yeah. So when they passed it was we bought it from whoever inherited it so i'm sure we did get some kind of deal but either way that wasn't like an obscene amount of money for the neighborhood that we lived in mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i'm like i couldn't imagine trying to find a four bedroom two bathroom four story house for under a hundred thousand dollars i don't even know where you'd look newcastle and I'm not trying to live there. Sorry <laughs> if you live in Newcastle, Newcastle, but I don't want to live there. Um, but I, there's this other kind of idea when, in regards to ruining everything that we ruin the economy. And we didn't ruin the economy. All these things that people are saying that we've killed, right? Chain restaurants, gyms. What else did we fucking talk about? Hotels, Hotels vacations, golf, like all these things. The economy didn't, Millennials aren't interested in, in these things. Okay? It's not that we've killed it. It's that we're not fucking interested. But yet, those those topics that we talked about aren't doing their market research to find out what their niche market is, and they're not a- appealing to us. Right. Like, we... So, we get clients all the time who are like, we want to... We're like, who's your target audience? And they're like, everyone. Not everyone's your not fucking everyone target audience. Not everyone is your target audience. Yes. So, like, if hotels aren't being adaptable to who their market actually is, they're not going to survive. Like, like, um, what was the other things that you said? Chain restaurants that offer like early bird specials at four. Like you think millennials are going to go in. Millennials don't eat until eight. Right. (laughs) So like, you're lucky that I make it to happy hour sometimes. Right. And that's hard. And if you don't have like the right (laughs) drink specials Mm -hmm. or like food specials, like if, if, if I know, like I, I used to love Applebee's. I worked at Applebee's. But I know that Applebee's comes in bags, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> it's frozen in bags sure. and then microwaved and then thrown on plates. Mm-hmm. So this is, we know that. So, like, if they're not able to be, like, change their marketing to we make everything from scratch. Like, Wendy's went from frozen to yeah. fresh. Like, they're never frozen. Mm-hmm. They have to be able to adjust to You've got to be adaptable. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not um, killing the economy. The, the, no, the, the economy is killing itself. It's doing itself because you're not a, you're not appealing to the people who are going to be here longer than the market that you're currently 
going for. Well, what happens when, yeah, like the... the <laughs> when when the elderly... What happens <laughs> when the elderly die? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Is that when you're going to decide to change? Because I already don't like you. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going there. Like, I'm so, not going to Eaton Park. No offense, Eaton Park. I sometimes do. Cream of potato soup, so good. Um, but I, I, I truly do think that millennials have just become the scapegoat for the reason that things are dying out or mm, the reason the economy is bad. Those damn millennials. And it's like, no, no, no. Just because we're not doing something doesn't mean we're ruining something. It means that you don't appeal to us. So what are you going to do? to change and I guess that does apply to like the me 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 generation yeah but I'm okay if they don't that's the difference I don't care if hotels don't appeal to me because I'm not interested in them it's yeah. not going to affect me we've got airbnbs you've got airbnbs in someone's bougie house on the beach yeah I've got grinder <laughs> <laughs> I can sleep on someone's couch like it's fine like, yeah in someone's bed like whatever like whatever you're thinking yeah I don't know. Um, but, uh, do you have anything else to add? I'd say the economy is sitting here like, (laughs) (laughs) is sitting here like, we will have gotten away with it if it weren't for those pesky millennials. pesky millennials. All right. Well, you heard it straight from old man Withers' mouth. (laughs) Um, and, uh, so we're all going to, you know, bow our heads, say a little prayer for all the things millennials have killed. And, uh, we will be right back. Well, I would just like to thank Adele for coming back on this episode of Making a Martini. Um, It sure was (laughs) thought-provoking, but but really, like, it actually was. Um, This was a hard topic to really come up with a wrap-up for, because in talking with Adele, and it kind of just seemed like I was on the defense, um, because I do fall into the group of millennials, I fall into that age group. And so, I mean, with how the world works now, when it comes to, like, pointing the finger of blame, you know, and everything's crazy, uh, it, it, it just made this wrap-up part a little bit more difficult. Uh, but the way I kind of see it, it's sort of like, millennials are the next group to really take over. You know, the baby boomers are becoming the seniors, and we are now here and ready. And it kind of makes me think of, like, kids in the 50s and 60s who their parents would be like oh they listen to that rock and roll music what are these kids coming to it's kind of the same thing I just feel like that's where we are now uh, so just fucking sit down everyone older than the millennials uh, so that's really about all I have to say I'm not sure how thought provoking that was or what you think but obviously please let us know what you think uh, we're always open for feedback. And when I say we're, I'm meaning me because it's really just me. But I'll share my thoughts with, or your thoughts with other people, I guess. <laughs> uh, so that's about all I have to say on this topic. And we will see you next time on Making a Martini Up, Dry, and Straight to the Point.